Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Let's get into it. Counterculture. Counterculture. Right? Counterculture. We're going to continue. Uh, yeah, what we've been doing. This is the last one. Counterculture. Going against the grain. It's not a fun thing all the time. Because, like I said, from adolescence until the age you come into your difference, from the time you were born to the age of difference, you, your, your, your aspiration was to be like everybody else, was to fit in. In nursery, you didn't want to be the only one. You didn't, I was always the darkest one. Why are you laughing so hard? I was always the darkest one in my class. And everybody's, oh, look at Black Trib. I, I, my name was Trib. Like, look at Black Trib. Hey, Blackie. Hey, Darkie. So I, I never fit in, but I couldn't do nothing like I couldn't get lighter. Like if I was always the light one, I can tan. There was no untanning. So I just had to come to school every day the darkest one. But it wasn't really about being dark. It was about being like everybody else. I wanted to fit in. Everybody, every child, every, from the time you're born, you, you, you want to belong. As soon as you're born, you want to belong, which is why young kids join gangs. When they don't have acceptance in their household, they, they look for acceptance in other relationships. It could be a toxic relationship, but it's a relationship. So a lot of young people are in toxic, horrible, destructive relationships, but at least I feel like I belong somewhere. Are y'all with me? This ain't just kids. We got 50, uh-oh. It's 50-year-olds searching for the same acceptance in dysfunctional relationships, but it doesn't matter. I just want to belong. So your, your longing is to belong because we're not taught that we already do belong. The greatest lesson you can teach your kids is that they belong. You belong here. You belong with me. You belong. God has claimed you. You belong to him. The greatest lesson you can teach your child is the security of belonging. Stop buying them shoes. Stop, buy, stop making them feel, uh-uh. It ain't nothing outward. Woo, this is a lesson that I didn't know I was going to teach today. The greatest lesson you can teach your kids beyond identity is belonging. That's the same thing. You belong to God, therefore this, that, the, the. And they're going to go out with such confidence. Look at you, you're the darkest one in class. Yeah, but I belong to God. How you doing? <laughs> two plus two is four, Mr. Jenkins. Thank you. I'm the darkest one and I belong to God. Next, they have security. Man, these, we have no security because we don't know where we belong. You don't know what community you belong in, so you try them all. Look at your neighbor real quick and say, you belong here. Say it again. You belong here. You're at the right place at the right time. Hopefully sitting next to the right person. Hallelujah. Serving the right God. Somebody clap your hands and say, I know that's right. Woo! So stop searching for belonging. You're already owned. You are already claimed. When you know you're claim, you don't give yourself away so easily. This is good already. When you know where you belong, you don't give yourself away so easily. 
We so easily give ourselves up, and I'm not just talking sexually. I mean, you so easily give your emotions up, give your time up, give, you invest so much because you don't know where to put it. You don't know where your emotions belong. You don't know where your affections belong. You don't know where your focus belongs. So you give it to all the wrong things. Come on, man. Do I have a witness in here? Has somebody done that? I have. I'm 43, still trying to figure it out. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm 43. I saw the vision. was like, oh, my God. Today, I'm going to continue the sermon from when the blood was on the doorpost and the death angel passed by. Moses said, put blood on the doorpost, eat the lamb, and stay in the house. Right? Stay in the house. So I'm going to continue to stay in the house theme. The house represents God's way. The house represents God's order, his protocol, his law, his words, what God says. Stay in God's way and you're protected from death. You're protected from sickness. You're protected from anything outside of his way, which is so vast. My mom, my mom used to put it this way. You can go outside and play. <laughs> but by the time those street lights come on, okay. Because the Bible says, let's go to the first scripture. The Bible says, arise and shine, for your light has come. Arise, live. Wake up. Wake up. I say it all the time, because I grew up in the hood, where creatures and bugs lived with me. I know you don't have that issue, because you're prosperous. But creatures and insects and bugs and even rodents lived with me. And sometimes they, their, their advantage, their advantage is darkness. They can creep in darkness. The Bible even says men love darkness rather than light because of their evil ways. So anything not like God has free reign in dark areas. Good God Almighty. If there's an area of your heart that's dark, that's where the enemy can reign. I'm trying to get out of here, yo. That's why you should keep your heart pure. That's why you should forgive people and not be phony in their presence. Because the enemy can reign in dark spaces. Like, uh, 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 like any insect. Well, once I woke up and started, I went to the bathroom, you just... It's like, ew. I just got up. I didn't say, get out my house, cockroach. I didn't say, all right, I'm up now. Everything not. I didn't have to make an announcement. I just arise. Live. You ain't even got to make an announcement. Just wake up. And every creeping thing in your life will start scattering. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up. You sleep. That's why they creep. Just arise and shine. Your light has come. When you shine light on certain things, things scatter. I always say, I used to be out in the, you know, we didn't have phones when I was growing up. <laughs> but I would go outside and play in the rocks. When I pull back a big stone, worms and all type of things start. What you doing, man? I could just see them like, man. Because they was chilling in the dark. And I didn't have to kick them out of the vicinity. I just shine the light. 
You don't have to argue with everybody. Just shine the light. Well, this is, this is what happened. This is what it is. This is what I, ooh, and their wormy ways will scatter, and their buggy ways will scatter, and their creeping ways will scatter. I'm not even condemning you or judging you. I'm just saying this is what it is. This is the light. Oh, you got me. Wake up. Get up. The light is shining. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. This is why. You got to get up. You got to wake up because darkness is coming. Darkness is coming. It shall cover the earth and gross darkness to people. Well, so the spirit of darkness, the spirit of evil, the spirit of wickedness, the spirit of deception, right? The lean of lying. You're not a liar, but you just feel like maybe I should lie to get out of this. The lean, darkness shall cover the earth. That's the lean to evil and gross darkness to people. People are going to take that lean and go overboard. They're going to lie and cheat and steal. Gross darkness to people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen on you. In other words, the world will get darker. But you will shine brighter. But I'm here to tell you, come in our house. You can put, look at the next, look at the next little, just my lights. Put my lights up, my street lights. Yeah. My mom said, you better be in the house by the time. She said, it's getting dark outside. Get in the house. I preached stay in the house last week. Stay in God. And he told me some of us are not even in the house. Stay in God's way. Do things his way. We're not even doing it his way. And I'm talking about stay there. No, we got to get in the house because it's getting dark outside. Tell your friend it's getting dark outside. Time to get in the house. Check this out really quick. Jeez. This is something that kind of hits home. My son is very upset right now, just hearing about the news. So I have to 
Tuesday morning here at the Burlington County Courthouse. Also, prosecutors telling us they are investigating to see if this suspect is connected to other crimes in the area. Live in Mount Holly, Great Hall, Channel 6, Action News. Brian? Hmm, sad story. It's getting dark outside. It's getting very, very dark. Here, a 23-year-old 23, 23 boy dating a 17-year-old girl. Go back to the lights, the street lights, thank you. 23-year-old boy is dating a 17-year-old girl. They get in an argument. She goes to work. He waits at her house. Goes in there, stabs the grandmother. Drowns, <laughs> drowns the nine-year-old little brother. But he has stab wounds, stab wounds as well. And then waits for her to come home. She comes home, sees her family dead. He says, get in the car. They get in the car, go to Wawa. I don't know what, what kind of darkness will make you that lax and chill to go to Wawa after such a heinous crime. Somebody say gross darkness. Yeah, gross darkness. So they go to Wawa. She alerts the people at the crowd. I think she wrote a letter and saying, hey, they just murdered my family. They call the cops. They track them down. And uh, he runs into a pole. And he's in jail right now. But I just wanted to show you, this is Mount Holly, New Jersey. I live walking distance. I used to live walking distance from where this crime happened. And I try to, try to dissect it and try to think about why something like that will happen and how the darkness started. Like, I believe, and if I'm judging, forgive me. But I'm just, I'm just, this is not the scripture. This is just the news thing. I believe the darkness started from, uh, so, so, first of all, darkness is described by, by God. Not us. Okay? So he, he, he tells us what's dark and what's not. Him, not us. Because we can involve ourselves in a lot of dark things and it, it, it not be so dark to us. So he determines what's dark. I think the first little tint or shade that happened in their relationship that started getting it dark was sexual, was physical. Man. I, I think it was sexual. Most people who are dating or girlfriend and boyfriend, it usually means we're, we're you know, we're, we're physical. We're having physical, we have a physical relationship, sexual relationship. All right, I'm about to just say it. I know the cameras is on, just whatever. All right, they having sex. God, as beautiful and fun as that is to us, he calls that dark if it's not in the confines. Okay, hold on. Of marriage. I failed at this, so I'm not trying to be the, the, the do-it-right guru. I have failed at this. I, I, have, I have committed adultery, so let me put myself out there before y'all feel like I'm coming at you. All right, I know they're saying, we know, we know. I'm not going to keep saying it, but I'm just saying. I'm not above, I'm, we're not, I'm, we, hey. Get off me. Get off me. I know what I'm talking about. So you're in relationships with these people, you're having sex. That's wrong and dark. Then violence, then dysfunction, then the arguments, then, well, you argue even if you're a holy marriage, but I'm just saying, you can't, you, when you add that to the, you can have a holy marriage and have a disagreement. Add an unholy relationship to a disagreement? So I add the two, my, my, there's a guy that told somebody, somebody I know, like, because she didn't want to talk to him, like, hey, I'm trying to date you, hey, I'm good, Oh, I guess you've never been pistol whipped before. This is what he told her in Florida. 
Well, I guess, so you've never been pistol with. I don't play that. If you say no, I don't play that. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I say, get it out that relationship is now with. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And some of y'all sitting here chill like, yeah, heard that before or said that before. Dark. So now you control and manipulate the girl through fear. That's dark. But why are we getting in these relationships having sex anyway? Okay. So we talking about stay in the house. We got to get in his way. It ain't the funnest thing to do, especially when everybody outside is playing. I was not allowed to play in the dark, and now I see why. Y'all not with me yet. Don't be condemned. Receive this as the love of God protecting you. Don't be like, oh, I'm so wrong. I'm a no, 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 no. He loves me. That's why he's showing me this. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? God loves me. He's protecting me from a joker that might pistol with me. And I'm not, not just pistol with because everybody's not in that, but just apply it to where you need to apply it. If God's way is abstinence, it's not fun, especially when you're looking out the window and everybody's playing. Come inside when it's dark time. Why? Because I might get robbed. And why? Because I might get somebody might hurt me. Why? I could get hit by a car. Why? It's not because of one thing. It's because all of that is possible. Y'all not with me, man. All of that is possible in the dark. You might have roaches. and It's all type of creatures and creeping things in the dark. And because we don't know what's out there, we think we can play outside in the dark. Come on, y'all. I'm, I'm trying to say this lovingly, but I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate because, first of all, it's a taboo subject. And if you talk about sex in church, oh, my God, and people are going to leave. Leave. Exercise there, exercise there, exercise there, exercise there. I'm not scared of people. I got to do what God told me to do. And I got to obey what I'm saying, too. So let's get right, man. We ain't about to be up in church every Sunday expecting blessings from God, but living dysfunctional. Them days are over. From me on down, let's just get it together. And this is not about a moral correction. I'm not going heavy on sex. Come on, y'all. I'm trying to be well-rounded. But we don't ever talk about that. That's my personal life. That's what Jesus came to save. He came to get all up in your personal life, not your public life. We want God so he can bless our public life and we want to be successful. No, God came to get all up in your guts, all, all up in your spirit, all up in your thoughts, all up in your reasoning. I didn't come that you might have church. I come that you might have life. So let me calm down. Let me keep it loving because that's how I, I mean it. I mean it lovingly. But just, just use common sense. If we know God's way is stay out of that and we're in that having trouble, we can't. We don't have the luxury to be mad at God or his ways. Or, I, I'm do if you have diabetes and you keep eating cake, don't get mad. I keep going to the doctors. Yeah, but then you keep playing in the dark too. 
Let me get it out of the sack so y'all can listen to me. You can't keep eating sweet potato pie if you got diabetes. But that's what we do. We eat cake, we know we're sick, and we expect to get better. Come next Sunday, the message will be more fun. But yo, this is what we need. And this is not nothing, this is, here's, the, here's the part, here's the part, before I go to the next point. I'm not saying nothing nobody knows. We know we have a section we shouldn't be. Yeah, so chill. I'm not saying, I'm not making the whole thing about sex, okay? It could have been anything that happened in a relationship, but I just know culture. That's what I'm talking about, counter culture. The culture is you with them, that's what y'all do. So if I'm dating somebody, that means that's just the one person I'm sleeping with. If I'm not dating anybody, that means I'm sleeping with a lot of people. <laughs> but it's all, you still having sex and expecting, and you coming in here, not you, we, we coming, we, we, have, we have come. It just don't make sense. We're just being, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. We ain't got to talk about spiritual and stuff. I don't, I don't know the revelation. If you're doing that and you know God is not pleased, how do you expect to be uber blessed? The first thing he did to identify that you're my child is cut your flesh. Circumcision. Circumcision. The male children were circumcised at eight days or eight years? Days. Let me cut that flesh early. Eight days old. You got to cut the flesh. You can't expect to live for God and not cut anything, but yet expect everything. Come on, y'all. I'm not condemning y'all. Please feel the love. If you got to adjust yourself, if you like, oh, man. And I ain't trying to make you uncomfortable if you're in here with a partner. I'm not trying to make y'all uncomfortable. I'm trying to help y'all relationship. God honors his way. That's why he established it. I like it. Yeah, I love it. Let's go. Let's do this. This is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting to separate the men from the boys. I've been waiting to separate the wheat from the tear. I've been waiting to see who really about it and who in here playing around. I've been waiting. Somebody shout hallelujah. Go to the next one. <laughs> the next scripture. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. King James says perilous times. Another version says troublesome times. In the last days, very hard, difficult, troublesome times are coming to us. Why? How? Because people will only love themselves. This whole list got weird to me. I'm going to move it quick because I did it Wednesday. But this whole list got weird to me. In the last days, evil and tr troubled times are coming. Because the devil is going to, the devil is going to, they don't say nothing about the devil. In the last days, perilous times shall come. Hard, difficult times are coming because Satan is, they don't say nothing about Satan. The whole list is about people. 
Men shall be lovers of only themselves and their money. When you're selfish like that, you make it difficult. You make these times hard when you only think about you and your money. Because then you see me as a dollar sign and not an individual human being. Now you only look at me at what you can get out of me. Never mind. I'm mentioning all this. So we want, this is the culture. This is the culture. I want, I want us to make, this is, this, is, this is the darkness. I want to make sure we're not playing in the dark. These are the dark, this is the darkness I don't want us to play in. Don't be a lover of yourself and money only. That's playing in the dark. They will be boastful and proud. Yo, look at my, yo, look at this. Yo, look. Don't do that. That's playing in the dark. Oh, God. Scoffing at God. Yeah, you can pray all you want, but I'm saying you can get this money right. Whoa. Playing in the dark. I'm moving quick. It's all good. Disobedient to their parents. Just nudge your kids. Say, hey, pay attention to this part. You can go back to sleep after this, but listen to this. Just nudge your kids. Say, listen to pastor. Tell them, listen to pastor. <laughs> Disobedient to pastor. I mean, disobedient to your parents. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Dis <laughs> Dis <laughs> Be quiet. Disobedient to parents. It's a sign of the darkness of the end times. Don't play in that. Don't be part of the darkness. Why be disobedient to your parents? Don't be, don't be part of the darkness. And ungrateful. Have you ever met somebody that you cannot please? I mean, they come home and you literally bent over backwards and they like, oh, okay. You're doing a bridge and they like, that's cute. Ungrateful. Be grateful. Don't play in that. They will consider nothing sacred. Let's keep going. They will be unloving and unforgiving. If you still have a grudge to this day, you have not forgiven. And you are allowed to forgive and not forget. That means you've learned. Because I know people think you don't forgive unless you forget. No, I, I still remember a whole lot. Like, like the reason why I know I forgive is because I remember. You understand what I'm saying? I'm looking past that. Like, how you doing? You good? I'm past that. But learn to forgive because unforgiveness is playing in the dark because that'll open up more things. That'll open up hatred. Or if you don't forgive somebody, that can open up jealousy. Man, they making it. You know what they did to me? And you just holding on to something and now you're jealous when you were unforgiving at first. Don't play in the dark. Man, I should have preached something else today. I forgot it's 4th of July weekend and we got a lot of visitors. I'm so glad y'all came. Uh, Man, don't play in that. They will slander others and have no self-control. People who talk about people all the time are not happy people. You just don't enjoy your life at all. There's something about you you just hate. So you just find something to hate in everybody you see. Slander. Talking slick. Being nice nasty. Come on, y'all. Don't make me break it all the way down. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Slander, the little slick stuff. That's dark. 
That's a sign of the last days, not the enemy running rampant, not even the murder we just witnessed on TV. It starts with these things. And we think we're in the clear because we're not murdering. But if you hate or if you're jealous, jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Because the first murder came from jealousy. Cain was, no, not with me today. Cain was jealous that Abel's offering was received and his was not. And from that jealousy came murder. So if you play around in the dark of jealousy, you can advance to murder. And if it ain't murder with a knife, it could be murder with the tongue. Come on, y'all. Y'all ain't here today. I'm not condemning nobody. If you're playing in the dark, get in the house. I'm in the house screaming like, yo, it's getting dark. Come in the house. I feel like an end time prophet screaming like, live, get in the house. And I'll look stupid doing it. I'll look crazy doing it. I'll be the only one doing it. But as long as we're safe, as long as, never mind. I'll be the one crying in the wilderness. No self-control. I'm working on this. Temperance. I'm working on, I don't want to play in the dark of lawlessness. And just do as you will. Do what you feel. No. Self-control. Temperance. Get yourself together. Because I don't want to play around in the dark of no self-control. Because that can lead to sins I never thought I'd get in. It can lead into experimentation that I never thought I would experiment. I'm not apologizing no more. Thank you. I'm good. But I'm not, I'm not arrogant with it. I'm just really I'm passionate about this, y'all. I'm passionate. I'm passionate. Because we don't know we're intertwined in these things. And we're confused about the state of our life. But God is trying to get us in his house. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Yeah, I know she graduated, but still, she ain't going. She graduated. <laughs> you just hate what is good because you feel like ain't nothing good happening for you. They will betray their friends. Whoa. Who has been betrayed in here? So why not get an amen on that? Y'all was quiet like. <laughs> the betrayed and the betrayers are in the building. And there's love for both. Are y'all hearing me? There's love for both. Nothing hurts worse to me than a, a friend that betrays me. It's like somebody snatching a seat from under you right now. You falling and breaking your neck or something. Because a friend is somebody you rest in and you trust. We good. Pow. You know, you understand? You see how that happened? That's how it feels to be betrayed by a friend. Don't do that. Don't betray your friends. Talk to them about what's dysfunctional about them. If they're a friend, you talk, you holler at them. Let me holler at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me, let me holler at you. The Bible says, uh, I heard my mentor say it today. It says, uh, 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 faithful are the wounds of a friend. Not literally that they'll hurt you all the time, like, you know, and they could disappoint you and hurt you. But sometimes they're going to tell you stuff that don't feel good. If they're a real friend, if they're a real friend, 
They will help you with your blind spots. Somebody say, I need a real friend. I don't want to think I got it all together, and I don't. That's a whole word. Be reckless. Now, we just talked about the reckless love of God. I'm not talking about that. They'll be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. I want to say, that's a huge one. Could y'all lock in on that? Because maybe the rest of it I'll be speaking in on around this subject. We will love pleasures rather than God. That means instead of. So if I had a choice between pleasing me and pleasing him, I'll please me. Oh, it's quiet. Okay, y'all thinking, I'm sorry. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. In church, you're going to say, please God. In decisions, you're going to subconsciously say, please me. We don't even think of that fork in the road. Does this please God or no? Who thinks of that? Do you want it or no? You want it? Get it. You got to stop that impulsive, go get it then. If it doesn't please God. I'm talking to me too, so it's a huge mirror here, okay? I keep saying that, so y'all don't think I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Don't play in the dark. They will act religious, but reject the power that could make them godly. Oof. Stay away from people like that. I mean, you just, hey, what's up, Clarice, how you doing? Praise the Lord. Now I feel like I don't got a relationship with God. <laughs> Praise him. <laughs> How you doing? Blessed and highly favored, living the best life I can in his will. And how are you? I just came from Chick-fil-A. I'm all right. Your name Terrence Christ. Your name is Terrence Christ. <laughs> they act so religious, but they reject the real power of God. Because the real power of God ain't speaking in tongues. <laughs> it's speaking to enemies. Yeah, the real power of God changes me. When I really have power with God, I change. Not in rank. We use the power to change to change our rank. Now I'm saved and you're beneath me at the family reunion. Yes, you know I got saved over the summer. Ah, and I quote seven scriptures before I got in here today and I feel like, sit down and get some barbecue sauce, my man. We good. But I know you change when you walk at a level of humility, when you walk at a level of compassion, when you love neighbors as yourself. That's how I know you got the power of God. Demons speak in tongues. That's not proof that I have God. Proof that I have God is having the traits of God. How close 
are you to looking like Jesus? That's the power of God. Excuse me for saying it like that, but that's how I felt it. I scared 16 people. <laughs> okay, 600 maybe. That's the real power of God. How close am I to looking like his son? Because the spirit of God is in me to conform me to the likeness of his son. His dear son. Thank you, love. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is not to get you a raise on your job, even though that could be the results. But the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to conform me into the image of his dear son, Jesus Christ. So I got the Holy Spirit so I can look more and more and more and more and more like Jesus every day. What strides have you made today towards looking more like Jesus? That's how you know the power of God is working. Oh, let me get this over with. Y'all got that? How can I look like Jesus more today? That should be a thought. I don't think that, so I ain't going to make y'all think I think that every day. But that's, that, could be, that should be a, a thought, at least subliminal. Because I don't want to deny the power of change. He said, stay away from people like that. Stay away. Resist the devil and stay away from religious people like that. That's the two. Stay away from people that act all holy but don't have the real power of God. If you don't love me and you're speaking in tongues and casting out demons, that ain't the real power of God. False prophets can cast out demons. Y'all, I'm going to get y'all right now. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm going to say something right now. Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, <laughs> I cast out devils in your name. So they're going to use these demonic forces called false prophets are going to use the name of Jesus to bring deliverance to his people. He said, I cast out devils, not I tried. I cast out devils. And he said, oh, yeah, that's cool. Depart from me. So proof that I have God is not even casting out devils. Yo, he prayed for her and she got healed. Cool. How was he? And it's not even about judging other people. Let's, 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 let's work out our own salvation. I don't want you to get too hyped just because you spoke in tongues and somebody stopped sneezing because you walked in their house. Don't be naive. <laughs> Don't be. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same scripture. They're going to be self-absorbed, money hungry. It's the same scripture, y'all. But I like this. They're going to be addicted to lust and allergic to God. Do you see that? We're coming into a day, if we're not in it already, where people are going to be addicted to lust but allergic to God. It's like I almost understand being addicted to lust. I almost understand that. But if the results of being addicted to lust is being allergic to God, I wouldn't play in the dark. I wouldn't play. I want to talk about some things that are like really biochemical neural, neurotransmitters, really. So I'm kind of going into science presentation but I gotta let you see this so 
Because we are more pleasures of ourselves more than pleasures of God, right? Addicted to lust, allergic to God. Why and how is that possible? You are wired with certain natural biochemicals for your pleasure. God puts certain pleasure sensors in your body for his glory. The Bible says he created certain trees that were pleasant to the eyes. Why does God care that trees look good to us and we can be pleased by that? He wants us to enjoy his creation and things he established. So God put certain pleasure sensors in us for his glory. So you can look at the trees like, oh my God, slow down, slow down, slow down. That's so beautiful. <gasps> that was our whole first year here. Moving from Jersey, every palm tree. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It was hot as ever, but we was riding around with the windows down like a dog outside. We were pleased by the scenery. Because God put pleasure sensors in our eyes. And now the enemy perverts it. And now all that's in the world is the lust of the eye. Let's talk about it. Because the same pleasure sensors God established, the enemy uses as a vehicle to get his agenda in. We can... Go back to physical, physical contact. Sex. God established that. The enemy perverted it. And now it's a lust. And it's evil to God. But he established that to be enjoyed within the confines of holy matrimony. You're supposed to enjoy that. But don't let the enemy take what you're supposed to enjoy. And destroy you with it. Are you hearing me? So there are certain things in my second closing. And I'm almost done. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for staying. Or leaving. Whatever, whatever you chose to do. <laughs> Endorphins. Endorphins. This is a pleasure sensor in your brain. It's a biochemical. It's a, it's a fluid that's released from your brain that makes you feel good. It's a fluid that's released from your brain that makes you feel good. The purpose of endorphins is to mask physical pain and stress. It's to mask physical pain and stress. Have you ever heard of a runner's high? Runner's high? Or an adrenaline, or adrenaline rush or, or something like that? Okay, so when, you, when a runner is running and they push their body harder than they ever have before, they get a shot of endorphin and they feel good. You feel good in pain because you got that shot and you just keep going. You keep running. And then you finish the race. You feel great because it matched the pain. But an hour later, you're like, ow. You got ice on your knees. You're sitting in a cold ice hot, uh, cold tub because now, <laughs> now you feel. You, li you literally feel the pain from the damage you caused yourself an hour before. But the purpose of this is to mask the pain. This is a natural thing God gave us. Laughing also releases these endorphins. Because your internal organs are like convulsing, but it feels good. It feels good to laugh. God put the endorphins on. It feels good, but after a while, you'll be like, okay, okay. When them endorphins run out, my stomach hurts. Stop. Stop, stop. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. 
because that endorphin ran out. <laughs> the purpose of endorphins is to mask physical pain for the sake of endurance. So these chemicals wasn't released to us since the year 2000. This is like when he first created Adam. So if Adam had to hunt, or Elijah had to hunt, or if Jacob and Esau, if Esau had to hunt, or, you know, if Jacob, if they had to hunt and they hit their foot on a branch, they're going to keep going. Because that endurance chemical kicks in. That's, that's, it's for endurance. He gave you this chemical for endurance so you don't run from every pain. I know it's natural, but we're going to flip it to the spiritual in a minute. So it's for endurance. He gave these chemicals to us so we can hunt and so we can work even when it hurts. Next one. Let's keep it moving. Serotonin. Yep. Serotonin is the feelings of status and confidence. It's the feeling you get when you get an award. And now you, you, blushing, you blushing from your seat. And now the winner of the, you feeling so, that serotonin is, it's feeling of confidence and status. His name is Ty Trimmer. So much serotonin, like, ah, this feels so good. <laughs> why does it feel good to get an applause God wants you to enjoy that's why he says these are not just biochemicals the Bible reinforces it give honor give honor where honor is due because it's necessary for the human experience to enjoy the fruit of their labor tell somebody they did a great job serotonin is released tell somebody you're doing amazing ah! recognition it's not just about conceit People take it and be conceited and arrogant. That's them. But the natural thing was to enjoy the fruit of your labor. You blessed me when you said that. You, serotonin is released. Whew, oh, God. So God understands that. That's why people have graduations and big old ceremonies for graduations. Because you get, and, and magna cum laude. Like, oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? You, you feel great. And then you feel a surge of serotonin at your ceremony, and then you recognize and acknowledge those who have played a part in what you received. Like, and I would like to thank my wife. She's been there with me the whole time, y'all. I'm telling y'all, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have had this award. I'm telling y'all. So thank you, babe. Thank you so much. So I'm getting all this serotonin, and then when I say her name, she gets a surge of serotonin. And I couldn't have lived without y'all. Y'all are the best people. See y'all? That's why y'all clap the loudest when it's for you, because your serotonin is clapping and not even your mind. So this chemical God gave us is so we can enjoy it and so others can enjoy it in our celebration. Are you, are you seeing that? Yeah, so it reinforces the relationships around us. It reinforces it to the point where even the person who's not on the stage, you still feel like you won. And that's the purpose of this chemical that God created. God created this. It's not a bad thing. He says, let another man praise you. I got 10 more minutes, y'all. Y'all with me? 
This is good because you need to know this. He says, let another man praise you. The problem is this culture chooses to publicly recognize and celebrate the profane. They have adult movie awards now. I know y'all all so surprised you never heard that in your life. But we celebrate darkness. And so you, who's laughing over there? (laughs) We're such a materialistic culture where status and value is placed on what you have rather than who you are. Mm -mm -mm. So corporations and brands understand this and they place their logos on the outside of their their things on the outside of their products. So now you got a Gucci belt on, you feel like you over everybody in the room. Somebody could be sitting right there with a tailor-made suit on, but you got the logo. So you got the serotonin status boost. We wear big labels and we wear big things to feel status. Big Chanel and big, I don't care if it's fake. It be Vui Latan. You just like. It, it be channel. Just channel. <laughs> you got trainer, not the coach. Just trainer, not coach bag. You got trainer bag. Just. All for the sake of serotonin. You got fake stuff on the field status. God gave you that, but not that way. He gave you that, but not to be used in that way. Let me give y'all the last two and we're going home. (laughs) That's so funny. I just want you to know what it is. Oxytocin. That's the love chemical. It's the feeling of love, trust, and friendship. It's the intense feeling of safety that somebody got your back. Most of you who came in here, you sat next to somebody you know, right? You sat next to somebody you feel safe next to. You sat next to somebody who you feel is kind of like a friend or somebody you know? Y'all not sitting next to friends? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The usher just sat you anywhere, huh? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Man, my wife is over there. <laughs> That's why you sit with your friends, for that oxytocin release, for that feeling of safety, for that feeling of, I don't really know this environment, but I feel safe with this person. I feel love from this person. I trust this person. I want, I'm setting this up for a reason, y'all. Ways this chemical is released is through physical contact. So oxytocin is released when I, you, you hug people. When you hug and you just feel all, oh, and, or shaking hands with somebody. My wife don't really like hugging people all the time especially a lot of men, no shade to any man in here, but it's like you're releasing chemicals you have not earned. Like, we we don't have that type of relationship, but you got me feeling all gooey and and, and oxytocin-y. Ladies, you don't have to feel forced to hug anybody. Men, you don't have to feel forced to hug anybody. That's church culture. You ain't got to hug them. How you doing good? How you good? Because you ain't about to have me feeling all queasy, and now I got a crush on you. Okay. And you don't even like me like that. But you just release something in me through physical contact. You need to know that. Ladies think they in love and ain't been on a date. All right. 
because of the chemical that's released in you. Nothing he did, but that you released it. My daughters don't hug everybody. They ain't me. So don't think they are. My wife don't hug. It ain't. I hug. Like, hey, what up? Cool, cool. That's cool. That's me. Man. Shaking hands, too. Let me keep moving. Let me keep it moving. The human bond is just better. You know what I mean? So who are you bonding with? Even if you do a business deal, all right, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. And if they don't shake your hand, you don't trust the deal. Even if you got everything on paper, it's just something about a human bond. It's something about a, a connection. It's a, that's why the Bible says, if any of you were agree as in touching, if any of you would agree as in touching, whatever you ask will be done. He understands the power of touch. The woman with the issue of blood says, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be released. There's something going to be released in me when I touch you. See, you got to understand the power of touch. Right now, high five somebody you trust and say, release the power. When you touch them, y'all don't even understand what just happened. There is power in touch. Touch somebody else and just grab their hand and say, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. More power, give it to me, more favor, give it. I said, find somebody you trust. If you don't trust them, don't release that. Give me power. Because when we agree like that, we can be healed. When we agree like that, we can get breakthrough. When we agree like that, the power of God. It's released in our life. Let me move. I'm almost done. Another way to release this is acts of generosity without expectation of a return. Oxytocin is released through acts of generosity. I'm going to flip it in a minute. Uh-oh. Oxytocin is released through acts of generosity without an expectation of a return. So... Acts of generosity is described as a giving of your time and energy without expecting anything in return. Not money. So generosity is not always money. I can give you $50 or I can come visit you. Some people be like, Pastor sent $1,000. And some people be like, Pastor came to the house. Are you understanding what that? So it means more to have that physical presence there. Because when you give your time, and when you, when you give your time, that's a, what is it called? An irrevocable commodity. You can't get your time back. So that's why it means more than money. You're going to make $1,000 next week. You ain't going to make that time again. So it means a lot when people give you their Here's the problem. I'm just going to turn it now. The enemy... Corporations, I ain't even do dopamine yet. You can put that up there. Dopamine is the biggest one. Dopamine is the biggest one. That's the most addictive one out of all of them. It's the most addictive, addictive one. It's the feeling of accomplishing goals. It's, 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 that's why it's important to write things down. It's very addictive. I can't even really go into that. Uh, dopamine is released when we eat. You enjoy eating. Go ahead and clap, Sam. You go ahead because I know y'all ready to eat now. That's why none of y'all happy right now, because y'all ready to go get that dopamine release. <laughs> Somebody say even now. Even. That's what y'all ready to do. So where's my phone at? Let me, let me just turn this. And babe, grab that mic if I ever. I'm not going to go through all the explanations because I don't want to bore you guys. But we'll have classes on these if y'all are interested. But here's the thing. You can easily get addicted to the feelings of these chemicals 
and call them something that's not. You can call it love. You can call it passion. But it's really the release of these things. So you give false honor to objects that causes the release. You can get addicted. Go to addictions. Addictions mean the state of being enslaved to a habit or practice or to something that is psychologically or physically habit-forming as narcotics to such an extent that its secession causes severe trauma. You know you're addicted, not if you keep doing something, but if you have to stop it, right. you're traumatized. If you feel like you might be addicted to something, something, stop it and see how you feel. Yeah. Nicotine, alcohol, cell phones. You see that? <laughs> they added that the last 20 years. They cell phones is, the new, is a new addiction. If you, know, if you wake up and the first thing you crave is a drink, you might be addicted to alcohol. Might! If the first thing you grab when you wake up is your cell phone, we might, we might be addicted. The thing about it is the enemy understands this, y'all. That's all I want to say. And because the feeling of serotonin and, 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 and all, these, all these things give you a natural release, the enemy can play on these things, man. And you'll think you have real security and real love, but it's just the release of a chemical. Right, 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 right. I'm saying all this to say you need the spirit of God That's right. to even govern your own natural chemicals. Oh, yeah. I, I, because people can play on. So now we got center-friendly churches, right? There's a whole lot of center-friendly churches who really play on these chemicals. They play on the fountains. Oh, they want to, so now they have, uh, and we, we might have it here too, but I want you to understand the origin of it. Like, and now we're going to have graduation for all those who pass the new members class. And they just go, oh, yeah, we in the new members class, and, and, and Stacy and Roger and Quincy, and man, and, and this church loves me so much. It don't mean the church loves you. They just understand you feel good. Exactly. It don't mean it. it don't, just because they give you these feelings doesn't mean that if the spirit, oh God, Lord, help me to say this the way you want me to say it. These are accommodating, they call it, accommodating ministries, and they, and they create a needy culture. Right. So now we don't have an appetite for the spirit of God. Right. We have an appetite for these chemical releases. Exactly. Because the spirit of God uses this, you know what I'm saying? The spirit of God created it. But it's not just, go ahead, babe, anytime you want to come in. So the spirit, the spirit of the Lord is sometimes outside of emotions and outside of feelings. The spirit of God governs your feelings. It's not based on them. That's why you got to exercise temperance and self-control and get these things under control because you can be caught up in a web of chemical imbalances. The spirit knows it. That's why he instructs us. He knows how it feels to have the feeling of community and serotonin. So he says, assemble yourselves together. Yeah. It feels good when we all come together. The Bible gives us instructions to release these things his way in the house. But the enemy knows that once we, see, and, and the feeling, oh, help me with this, love. This is very good right here. Like the reason why we like to eat, like the dopamine is released when we eat so that we will eat. 
Because you don't eat just because you're hungry. You eat because you remember the pleasure of eating food. You understand what I'm saying? So you don't even be hungry but see a commercial for Chick-fil-A. Like, you know what? Let's go to Chick-fil-A. Because you, re- you remember the pleasure. You got it. You're not hungry. You remember the pleasure. And, and my wife took it a step further. She said, babe. Because you know she studies all this nutrition stuff. I'm done, y'all. I'm supposed to be done at 1 o'clock. I'll give y'all this information. And she said, babe, we really like food because of the salt. I was like, what? The natural salt, the savoriness right. of the food is what causes the endorphins, the, the uh, dopamines to be released. Correct. That's the reason why we love it, because of the sodium. Yeah. Not, no, because of the salt, right. The natural salt. Not the, I'm sorry, I had to make because, this point. I love it. Let go me ahead. go. Because, salt, because food has no flavor. Go, with, go, go, go. Yeah, food, any food has no flavor without salt, especially if it's not a fruit. That's sweet, so we're not talking about salt with that. But anything else as far as meat and vegetables, um, we wouldn't eat it if it didn't if we, if we didn't have salt to put on it. Of course, sea salt and not sodium. Sodium is the stuff that's on your table. That white stuff is that that that's at all the restaurants. Not that because that causes the high blood pressures and um, unhealthy stuff. But sea salt is what brings life to the food. That's why we. That's the only reason why we'll eat vegetables. We wouldn't eat it without salt. <laughs> we have to right. sprinkle a little sea salt on it to eat it. And, that causes the endorphins in your mind, not endorphins, dopamine, dopamine in your mind, so that you can go back to it. If there was no, God made salt. Right. So if there, was, if there was no salt, we wouldn't have the desire to eat. Right. Okay. And I love that. I love that. Because salt brings the pleasure to the meal. Mm-hmm. Right? And so now God flips us and says, you are the salt of the earth. Exactly. Are y'all with me? Now you are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its savor. Exactly. Well, you, it'll be disgusting. Horrible. Live, people of God, Christians, believers. You are supposed to be the salt of the earth. Not only the difference. I know preachers preach salt makes everything taste different. That's true. But salt is the thing that makes you enjoy the meal. Exactly. You are supposed to be what the what you are supposed to be pleasing. You're supposed to be the pleasure factor in relationships. Right. That's right. Your presence is supposed, you're supposed to be the salt of the earth. People love it when I'm around. Mm -hmm. That's right. Why do people not like when you're not around? You're not the salt. You don't make the conversation taste good. Exactly. You're supposed to make your environment feel good, taste good, be good. Because I am the salt of the earth. God chose me to change this host. God Almighty. I never thought of the people of God as pleasurable in their environments. That's right. You are the salt of the earth. Do not be manipulated, y'all. Get the spirit of God. Lord, what is this I'm feeling? Lord, describe what I'm feeling. Because I'm about to get caught up in a person or people who could be dysfunctional in my life. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to get caught up in a relationship or or, or under leadership. That's not like you. Because I don't have time to play in the dark. Are y'all with me? Clap your hands and say amen. Y'all stand on your feet. Everybody stand to your feet. I love, the, I, love the, I love that stuff, man. I'm studying the studies of the brain and all that stuff. I love it. Because the enemy uses these things. He understands that he studies humans for thousands of years. Yes. And he uses these things to get us out of pocket. Come stand with me, love, as we close. Yes, and he also uses ignorance. Mm. So, if, in all that getting, get understanding. This is what understanding is. If we don't search 
and ask why and ask questions, we'll always be lost Amen. and we'll always be sick or we'll always be unhappy. So you have to research. You never wait for somebody to teach you something. Yeah. If you don't, if you have a question, you look for it. Seek and ye shall find. Amen. Knock and the door will be open. So the reason why we're ignorant is because we don't feel like we need to learn something yeah. or go for it. So you can't wait for other people. Yeah. Look, I mean, I mm -hmm. asked a question. Any question I have, I find out for myself because my stepfather didn't allow me to ask a bunch of questions, really none. So if I ask him how to spell something or, or what does this mean, he'll be like, the dictionary is over there. That's when I was like eight. So every time, before I went to ask a question, I had to try to find it myself. And if I couldn't find it, then I go ask a question. And that's how I became knowledgeable about a lot of things. If it has anything to do with my body or my mind or my soul, I'm gonna find out. So I encourage y'all to do the same thing. And I'm not teaching y'all, amen. Oh, and also, we were, we were like, should we talk about this? Because this is like science. You know, the people of God don't like science. But, At all. Yeah, we don't like that. But that's in the, we found out it was in the Bible. We was like, maybe science is not in the Bible. But we looked it up and it's in there. And it's the, the, the content of it is like, if you don't find it, you die, basically. Right. If, you don't, if you don't research and learn how things grow and learn how things work, then you don't live long. Right. Period. That's why we die early. That's why our mind is gone. That's why everything is gone because we don't think we need to learn anything outside of the spirit. But that's part of it. It's, science is just basically breaking down the spirit. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Learn it so that you can be better. And let the spirit define what you're feeling. That's what we're saying. I'm not just giving Correct. you all these chemical things. I don't want you to just feel good and just be. No. What is this? What is it? Because we become lovers of pleasures more instead of lovers of God. Right. So we'll go after what ticks off these senses rather than what pleases God. Right. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So let's not just be lovers of pleasures and get drunk and whatever feels good because of these releases. Yeah. Let's say, Lord, what is this I'm feeling? What, what, what is this? And let the Holy Spirit describe That's it. That's right. And let him connect you to who you should be connected to. It should definitely be confirmation. Of yeah, course. it's getting dark outside, y'all. It's getting dark outside, and I don't want any of us to be caught in the dark. I was not allowed to play in the dark, and I wouldn't suggest anybody in here does either. So we talked about the we, we talked about everything today. I pray that you got to go get the uh, get the podcast and listen to it again. But we talked about the spiritual side and the scriptures. Then we talked about the practical side through through this study. So please get it and listen to it again so you can understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. Depend on me. That's what the Spirit is saying. Don't get addicted to feelings. Don't get addicted to treatment. Don't get addicted to kindness. Mm -hmm. Don't get addicted to That's what right. you think is love. Don't get addicted to anything. Right. In all thy ways, mm -hmm. acknowledge me and I will direct your path. That's Who right. needs God's direction today? We all need him. So don't just go by your pleasure senses. We do that. Whatever feels good, we're attracted to. That's natural. But to live supernaturally is to live by faith right. and not by feelings. That's the whole point we were trying to make today. Amen. And prayerfully, you were blessed by it. Wasn't anybody blessed today? Come on, were you blessed today? Yes. All right, we got a few. Father, we thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. We thank you that it fell on good ground. I pray that we are lovers of God rather than lovers of pleasures instead of lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. We pray in the name of Jesus that everything you created us to be, we will be to your glory. That all of these endorphins and oxytocin, all of these will be to your glory. 
in the name of Jesus. We pray for alignment in our spirit. We pray for temperance in our behavior. We pray for holiness in our lifestyle. For we will stay in the house. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.